here in the very beginning when I introduced Father Tim Ritchie. Father Tim is here this weekend to have a baptism after Mass of a family, the parish who are friends of his. I'm Father Jed Patrick, and um, I'm here on behalf of Cross Catholic Outreach. As I look out among you, I am just so pleased to see so many young families here with their kids. And at a mass like this, we're going to hear the voices of the little ones shout out or cry out or participate in the singing in their own version or whatever. But um, it reminds me of the story of this little fellow was having a terrible, terrible time at Sunday mass. It was not a good day. And finally, his dad picked him up and put him over his shoulder and stomping out at church rather disgustedly. And all of a sudden, there was this little voice that said, pray for me. <laughs> so I just say that because I want parents to know that it's great to hear the little ones cry out. It's a sign to me of the future of the church and that there is a good future by the looks of Our Lady of Lourdes Parish here. Lots of kids, lots of families, so. When you think about your relationship with God, do you ever think that God needs you, that God counts on you? Most often it's the other way around, isn't it? We reflect on how much we depend upon God and need God's wisdom, God's strength, God's comfort, God's guidance. But to think that God needs us is something we don't think about very often. But I think that, in many ways, is at the heart of this Feast of Pentecost. It's our feast, in a sense. When we think about Jesus' ministry, in those three brief years, he spent his time working with a small group of disciples that he was counting on to continue what he began, to continue building the kingdom of the Father. He taught the ways of the Father. He mirrored them in his own life his actions, his miracles, ways of compassion and forgiveness and reaching out to those who are struggling. Those are the ways of the kingdom of God. And when Jesus was preparing to leave and return to the Father, he empowered those disciples to be on mission. They were to be missionaries, and they were to be the ones who would be the builders of the kingdom in the future. And generation after generation of disciples of Jesus have continued that down to our present age. We are the missionaries today. We have been empowered through our baptism and through confirmation, and every time we come together for the Eucharist support each other on this journey. We are strengthened in our mission to be builders of the kingdom. 
And most often, you do it in your homes, parents and kids together, trying to live the ways of Jesus. You do it where you work, where you go to school, in your neighborhoods, in this parish. That's what we are about. And some even go to far lands, far off lands. We think of them typically as missionaries, but while they are, so are we. And maybe they are professional missionaries in a sense. They have chosen to do this as full time in bringing the good news of Jesus Christ into environments that perhaps are foreign to Christ. And most often they are doing this among the poorest of the poor in far off lands. I'd like to tell you about Cross Catholic Outreach and its work. Cross Catholic Outreach was founded actually about 20 years ago by two laymen, one a Protestant, one a Catholic. They founded this ecumenical organization called Cross International. And they tried to connect parishes in the United States with missionaries in foreign countries. And a few years after it was founded, the Catholic branch of Cross International became known as Cross Catholic Outreach to make it more obvious to us Catholics that it is a Catholic organization as well. And it tries to connect Catholic parishes with our missionaries, whether they're priests or sisters or brothers or in this day and age, a lot of Catholic lay people who are giving years of service, working among the poorest of the poor. And Cross Catholic supports these missionaries working with the poor in a variety of ways. Sometimes they will provide medicines, food supplies, building supplies for building homes and digging wells, freshwater wells. And what they're trying to do is trying to put the corporal works of mercy into practice. And they're trying to bring a sense of Christ into the lives of the people whom they serve, trying to evangelize, and they're trying to help the people have a better standard of human living. I, I know you know I'm here to beg, right? Obvious, I guess. There is in the pew, the ends of each pew, a brochure that I put there before Mass. And I'd like to ask you if you could pass them to each other, even to the kids. There's a lot of pictures on there of missionary activity. And I'd like to tell you about an experience that I was privileged to have about a year ago when a group of us, there are only four of us priests who work for Cross who are invited to go on this trip. There are about 50 of us who <laughs> roam the United States and promote Cross Catholic outreach, invited by pastors into their parishes like Father Brian did for me. Um, many of us retired pastors like I am, or retired priest teachers. Some work full time, I just work part time trying to make that connection between parishes. and One of the ways sometimes that a, a parish will um, support the missions is that they will send 
a group of representatives from the parish to work in a mission for a couple of weeks. Cross arranges that all the time. In fact, after Mass this morning, someone asked me about that, and I gave her information that she could follow up on. But this trip that we went on, we were invited to go to Haiti, and we were there for just four, four days. We were there simply to witness what's been going on in this mission in a remote part of Haiti, in an area called the Diocese of Hinch, up in the hills. We flew into Port-au-Prince. We were um, transported by a SUV into the mountains. It took about three hours, four hours. And to this mission that's been there about 25 years, it's called Mission Kobanal. And it was begun 25 years ago by a priest by the name of Father Glenn Moe. Father Glenn is a religious priest from Louisiana who was invited by the bishop at the time to come into his diocese, to a part of the diocese where there was no Catholic presence. The voodoo religion was very strong in this mountainous area, very dark, negative religion, very anti-Christian. And he was invited to go into there to plant, in a sense, the light of Christ. And he felt the best way for him to begin, and you'll appreciate this, you who sacrificed to support a Catholic school here at Our Lady of Lourdes, he decided that the best way to begin was to um, start a Catholic school and to move out from there. Well, that school, to this day, has grown into a school of 950 kids, kindergarten through, or preschool through eighth grade, and 20 miles away, there's a satellite school, another 250 kids, and it's just a thriving, thriving school. And this has become the heart of the parish, this huge parish. It serves this huge area, huge area. And so many wonderful things. One of Father Glenn's um, philosophies is to empower the people to help one another so that when he's no longer able to be there and he's, he's up there and his health is very poor and he doesn't know how much longer he can stay there, but he knows the work he's begun will continue through the people he has formed. And many of the teachers in the school are graduates of the school, have gone to local high school, college, and come back and want to give back because they have received so much through the school that they went to. Anyway, if you take the brochure and open it up to the first fold, you see a picture of a priest there with a cross on. That's Father Glenn. And what's happening in that particular photo is that once a month, they invite families whom they've identified, and many of them are senior citizens who have no family members to help them, no social security in that culture, no pension. They invite these 400 families to come to the mission to receive some supplies for the month. And they receive very basic supplies, dry beans, cornmeal to make tortillas, oil, vegetable oil for cooking, and then some bars of soap for their own personal hygiene. Those four simple things. And all they're asked to bring in return, these people who have very, very little, is to bring a bundle of wood. The wood is plentiful in the, in the forests around. To bring a bundle of wood, and the wood is used in the kitchen of the school where the parents every day cook a hot lunch for the children before they go home in the afternoon. 
And it's really something to see this. The mission doors open, and it's this huge compound now that this parish has grown into. This mission open, the doors open, and in this procession begins, and literally it's a procession, 400 people carrying bundles of wood, sometimes women carrying them on the top of their heads, sometimes they're carried perhaps if a family has a donkey, but they bring in this wood and they deposit it in the kitchen, and then they go and they sit down in the courtyard, and you see that in the background of this picture. They sit there, there's an opening prayer once everybody's gathered, there's some teaching on some health issue for the month, and then they begin to distribute the goods, beginning with the families that have come the longest. And most have walked because the infrastructure there is just so terrible. Um, there are some bicycles, some motorcycles, very few trucks, um, and hardly any cars at all, especially out in these remote areas. So people walk, and they begin, and we were there that day, we helped with the distribution, and two things struck me. The pe these people who have so little, they were so grateful for what we distributed to them, so grateful. They knew that we were there representing Cross. They knew that Cross is a big part of supporting the missionary efforts there. So they were so grateful. The other thing is they were so joyful. You know, and we wonder what do they have to be happy about because they, they don't have much. And it's, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. When you visit a mission like that, sometimes you go there thinking, well, I can help them. But the opposite is so often true. They help us see a whole way of life that's simple and filled with joy. And, you know, we work hard. We do. We have lots of things, lots of stuff. Sometimes we think that's where the happiness is, I think. And I think they have so much to help us help us, or to teach us about uh, faith and um, the presence of God in simple, simple things. So, so that's one project that CROSS supports there. Another project that um, has been going on for several years is building simple homes. If you turn and open up the brochure the full way, you see where it says make an impact under that make an impact. There's a picture of this simple home. That's typical of the homes in the Caribbean and certainly in Haiti, made of mud and branches, leaves for the roof, um, dirt floor, no windows. We were invited into some of these homes and they were so welcoming and they were so happy to show us the way they lived, very simply. And through an interpreter, some of the parents were telling us that they um, often can't send their kids to school. It was the rainy season when we were there, and they said because when it rains, it just drenches everything in the house, everything in the house. So the, the kids' clothes get all wet, and they can't send them to school. Like in Michigan, we have snow days. Well, in the missions, they have, they have rain days. So those are the typical of the homes that are slowly but surely being replaced by the kind of home that you see to the right of that picture, that woman standing in front of her new home. And again, these homes are all built by the men of the, of the mission. They've been trained to do this. And they're very basic homes, very simple. Um, cement floor, um, cinder block walls covered with drywall, and then painted over 
the family that's moving in is asked to pick the colors and to paint um, so that they're all a part of it. The cooking is done outside, so these four rooms are for living. Um, there's no running water, um, although more of the neighborhoods have uh, wells that are being dug, again, by the men of the parish who've been trained to do this. Fresh water wells, so they have healthy water. They have to go twice a day with their jugs and get the water and bring it home for cooking and for drinking and for uh, personal hygiene. It, it's just changed their way of life. Such a basic um, element of living that we take for granted. And um, corrugated steel roof, so it keeps the rain out. And one, and one, we visited this one family that's about to move in, and the mother told us through an interpreter again, the thing that's going to mean so much to us is that we will finally have a lock on our front door. We'll feel secure and safe. That just really touched me. Again, something so simple, yet something so meaningful. Other projects, an agricultural project, um, all kinds of things that have been going on in this mission and growing and supported by cross-Catholic outreach. And when I talk about cross-Catholic outreach, I'm talking about good people like yourselves who support this organization. There are a lot of organizations that support missionaries, and you may be already giving to one. I encourage you to do that. There's no competition here. The need is so great. The need is so great. And such great things are happening and people's lives are being changed. And they're coming to know God's love in a very personal and powerful way. There's no collection today. What I'm asking you to consider is taking a brochure home with you and consider making a donation through the mail. This brochure tears apart, and part of it forms an envelope that you can seal and send in the mail with a check, or you can put credit card information if, if you want, however you choose to do it. You can put your name if you'd like. Cross is really good about thanking you, letting you know how your money is being used. Over 95% of what they gather goes to serve the poor in some way, and I think that's a good return in this day and age. You can put your prayer requests. Cross, the staff at Cross, every day they pray for an hour before they begin their work. Their work is so Christ-centered and they pray for their benefactors' intentions, they pray for the missionaries, they pray for the poor. That's at the heart of what Cross Catholic Outreach is doing. It doesn't take a lot to make a difference in the mission. As you see, $24 can feed 160 kids, all the way up to $2,500 can go towards building one of these simple homes. Now that's a lot of money, most of us are not in a position to be giving that away, but maybe somebody here is so blessed has been so blessed by God, they'd be willing to give that to help a family have a home. God bless you for that, if that's the case. So that's what I'm asking today. I'm begging you today. Um, if anybody would like to make an offering today, uh, I certainly would be pleased to receive it, even though I'm asking you to consider something to mail. Some people prefer not to do that. I'd be very happy as I greet you say goodbye to you at the doorway this morning. I'd be very happy to receive whatever you'd like to leave tucked in the envelope. Um, be so grateful for that. But mainly I'm asking you to consider something from home. Thank you so much for listening to me.
I, I'm amazed at, at how quiet it is. The, the kids have been so good. I thank, appreciate your patience. Um, although, <laughs> one of the choir members told me today, Father, don't worry. We're used to long homilies. Father Brian goes on and on. Mass lasts an hour and 15 minutes. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good. But anyway, I thank you for, 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 for listening. And uh, thank you for what you may already be, be doing for the poor, however you encounter them. Um, I'm staying downtown. And I went a couple times yesterday to grab something to eat. Ran in on both, to, uh, ran in both occasions to... Um, homeless folks looking for some help, and it just strikes me that our poor brothers and sisters are around us, and so often we overlook them and we don't see them as the face of Christ. And uh, I thank you for what you may already be doing for them. They are our brothers and sisters. Bless you.